1: hello hi hi friends we're here we're here again and <clears throat> whoa i just coughed in the mic sorry guys
3: that's quite all right yeah but <laughs> whoa did you i'm
1: being i'm being overcome
3: did you eat something spear. just now There's that a... no, made you
1: that was my own spit
3: oh <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> your face it would look delicious
1: gotta watch out for that yeah uh, wow. Guys, we've talked too much before we started recording.
3: Yeah, we have nothing more to I say. I
1: have no more banter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I... It is still extremely cold here because it's the same
2: day the that same we day. recorded at the last <laughs>
3: So that's, uh. These are the things you got of... to do
2: when people are going across the world. That yeah. bit of banter
3: um, is right out of the way.
2: My toes are very cold
1: still. <laughs> if anyone's same wondering, s- even though I have wool socks on.
3: Even though you have wool socks on, even yeah. though you're sitting in a room heated by a gas heater in the corner, I know yeah. we're
0: so fancy.
3: Even though you're in the presence of our warm, glowing personalities of Katie and and Dave, still your toes are cold. Still my toes are cold. That's sad. I,
2: mine are too. But that mine could are could be cold.
1: like. A memoir of winters in Iowa, and yeah. still
2: my toe- toes are cold.
3: <laughs> if you just would cover <laughs> them very with... literary. I like yeah. it.
2: If you would just put a bread bag on your feet, maybe that would help. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, this is a... You told me this is a thing that people do in Iowa. No.
2: <laughs> no, it's not a
3: thing. Don't people put... They...
2: No. know what Joni Ernst? Ernst told you it was a thing, and she made it up. She made it
1: up.
3: Paper bags? Yeah, what's... No. Yeah, she did, Red didn't bags. she? That was her.
2: Yeah.
1: Somehow yeah. I
3: internalized that and made it into like a thing I think, that Iowans do. No, no it's
1: not a it's thing. Not. All right. Also, oh, here's the things Iowans, rural <clears throat> Iowans do, and I want to see if Dave knows what this is and see if Katie's right. family brings it. it. When you walk up to somebody's house.
3: Mm-hmm. No, I don't do that.
1: Uh, and you knock on their door. What do-
2: door do you go to? The side door. Right. The side door. Wait. If they have a side okay, door, wait, you wait, go to wait, the side wait, door. Wait. Yeah. It depends. Like, is this someone I know, or someone that I'm like being invited to their home as like a either way someone you know? The front door. What? Oh, right? No, 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 no! Fr- someone I know. The side door. Well, if, okay. If it's someone I know, I'm just gonna walk in.
3: If it's someone First I don't know, I go to the front door.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, because okay, my side door growing up was in my garage, so no one would have heard uh, it. Yeah, yeah that wouldn't have
3: worked. It. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have an external side.
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, we go to I, Dave's front door. It's true, right, but
3: my I, but, but I really don't have, have a side, side door. door. I don't even have a side door,
2: well, if you want all the way around you'd to have
3: to go to the, the back door, that would be very inconvenient, yeah, in uh... plus making somebody go to the back door, that has connotations
1: in rural, that's i true of mm-hmm.
3: anywhere that you shouldn't you know that's like the servants' door, Oh, right. <laughs> which if you've seen my house, I think you'll you'll be uh you wouldn't be surprised to know that we have many, many servants, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh Dave.
1: In Iowa, it's a thing you go to the side door or not the front door. So much so that in my house growing up, that we had furniture in front of the front door.
2: Oh yeah,
3: furniture.
1: Yeah, like like a,
3: you... like a dresser.
1: It was like a yeah. chair. Yeah,
3: you just put a chair. Okay, so
1: you can well, Oh, like think...
3: inside the house. I yeah, was yeah, picturing yeah, yeah, on the yeah. porch. No, like not on p- the p- porch. Like a chair.
1: No, like inside. So I'm if just, like, like someone knocked on the front
3: think... door, we'd be like,
2: uh,
3: who's yeah. here? Can you go around to the side? Okay, is it a
2: politician? I'm like trying to think about like different people's houses because like, okay, so when I was growing up, our house had a huge foyer, like it was like fancy and like, so people would come in, but also our side door was in our garage. So like, yeah, people, you know, obviously you came in the front door, but like, like my in-laws, like they don't really, their front door isn't really like a grand entrance like that house was growing up. So like everyone just comes in that door but it's like kind of the only door Mm. unless you're stinky and need to go to the basement take off your work clothes like you just go in that door but it's not like a you know it's like not it just has like a stairs up to it it's not like a big porch or anything
3: that's the other thing we want oh sorry I was, off topic. Uh, I was Dave ref- wants
2: to buy
1: a house. I was
3: referencing referencing a <laughs> discussion we had off the air.
1: A grand entrance. We
3: we would like yes with a with a marble staircase that mm. no it we, comes we, down on both sides. We would like a mud room.
2: Uh, yeah, it's very nice.
3: We would like a mud. That seems very important.
2: Yeah, it's very handy. Have you guys ever heard the term honyaks or no. hawks? No. It's like a I don't know if it's a midwestern thing or what I don't know but. I don't know, it's like... Well,
3: quick, define it for us It's before like a, we it's die. It's like a
2: group of, like, ne'er-do-wells. Like, you know, like, if <laughs> a bunch of guys are, like, being troublemakers, like, teenagers, you know, like, there's something you would, like, call your brother and his friends.
3: How do you spell mm. that? Like, a bunch
2: of yawn hawkers. I don't know. It might be a derogatory term, so we might have to look it up and, like, Like, it might off. be a slur. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hanyak. A person, especially a farmer, of relatively recent Central or Eastern European peasant extraction, describes a person considered foolish, stupid, oafish, wild, impetuous, or stubborn in both pejorative and familiar contexts.
3: So, yeah, kind of offensive. Kind of. (laughs) But, uh, in in its...
2: Well, maybe we should take this
3: out. (laughs) I don't
2: know, it's just a thing because, like, uh... I don't know. It's like a thing that, like, my parents and, like, my best friend's parents will, like, call us, like, when we're being, we're jacking yeah. around.
3: I don't think it's something that you need to take out. We need to take out because
1: okay. I think the Central we're European th- is more like it originated from Central Europe.
3: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: It's kind of, is, is that it- what I picked up? Not that it was like
3: you, Central specific- Europe.
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> Central specific- Europeans refer to.
3: All right. Yeah. I get it. You I get know? It.
2: It's a well. Either way, I hope. What we is didn't. it? It is. It's a portmanteau comprised of Hungarian and the ethnic slur Polak. Oh, so, damn. God, take it off. Yeah. I
3: don't. Okay, so we're just discussing a thing that exists.
2: Well, and we're also saying that we use it regularly. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It's like. It's all gone. Don't you always feel betrayed when you learn something that's like, yeah. how could my family
1: teach me to say that
2: if it was like <laughs> I had
1: no idea that that was offensive?
2: I know. Yeah, there's lots of things where now i'm like oh my god i can't believe i used to say that I used to say that because i didn't know what it meant um but yeah this? i
1: heard people say polack all the time and i was like mm-hmm. well
2: like okay so i am um bohemian and like bohonk apparently is like used to be a slang term for bohemian people but like my grandpa like well my grandpa has been was, died when my mom was a teenager but like my mom said that like my grandpa would like call us like our family that all mm-hmm. the time and so like i never thought it was like a slang term until i like got older
3: yeah, where 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 I'm from, when there's a big uh, Portuguese mm-hmm. uh, uh, contingent in in our town, and they call you know Portuguese, Portuguese, I don't know if it was offensive or not, but
2: yeah. Anyway, I don't know either. But um, do we really have to take
3: out? Because now I have no, no idea what to take out. It's
1: okay. <laughs> Just take all of it out. No, okay. we don't need to take it out. <laughs> I don't
3: know. We look. No offense intended, listeners. Yeah,
1: we don't want to say any of those things. We don't things. want to we say don't any, mean any of them.
3: Once we learn what they are. I think this happened this is this is a fact this of life. Growth. This is this is what happens. You know, you discover something that you've been doing that's offensive. Offensive, incorrect, shouldn't be done. And you stop it. And you fix it.
2: Because yeah. it's wrong. But um well we were like saying it the other day and people had like no idea what we were talking about, much like you two just now. Had no idea what we were talking about. But this is like according to Adam which like I don't know this is it is probably true but like apparently Yankees is like came from a slang term for like Dutch people in New York hmm. back in the day when it was New Amsterdam hmm. because like everyone who's Dutch's name is John and it was like John and cheese like young che- Yankees oh. anyway I don't know that's his story of it I don't know if it's true I've never looked it up I just believe him because I it knew that really Yankee matter.
1: was a slang term
2: yeah but
1: I didn't know the origins of it, so I don't
3: know. It's all slang in America.
2: Yep, that's true. I don't well, know. that was some good. Now that banter, we've offended guys. everybody,
3: everybody <laughs> somehow. Now, now that we've offended Central Europeans oh my gosh. and and Polish people.
2: <sighs> yeah.
3: Is there uh, some less risky banter that we want to engage in?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I just realized this, but so we're still recording on New Year's Eve, just so everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Still on New Year's Eve. Um, still cold. So, oh, so, but cool. it's um well tonight at like 1 a.m will it be five years since i got engaged oh wow so exciting was a
3: long engagement we had a long one too
2: no no she had a short engagement
3: you said five, five years, years ago since you've been engaged and
2: i've been married for four and a half years Dave. oh i thought
3: you had been married for much less than that
2: no no we had a very short engagement good god we, we had a v- courtship we had a very short dating she had a period. very a very short courtship
1: yeah
3: I had no. entirely the wrong idea about the length of your engagement.
1: Yeah, we got married before a
2: year before med school started.
1: That sounded like it could have been a um, phrase from a old movie or something like Downton Abbey. I had a very wrong idea about the length of your engagement.
3: <laughs> I pride myself on speaking like Lady Winthrop. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> television? <No>. Anyway... <laughs> Yes, we got married very quickly. Speedily. Very young. It was not a shotgun wedding for everyone who's wondering. We
1: were all wondering. Although we
2: do joke, so we got married. I assumed. So we we got married on our nine-month dating anniversary. So like we started dating on September 29th and got married on June 29th. And mm-hmm. I always joke that our wedding was our relationship baby because <laughs> it was nine, um, nine months. Oh, yes. I've heard that before. Yes.
1: That's Guess what fun. we're going to talk about today.
3: What are we talking about today?
1: Lady stuff. Lady stuff. M- More, reasons why, birth... More nope. reasons why you might need to take birth control. Specific? More reasons why you might need to take birth control. Medical reasons.
3: More medical reasons.
1: So we talked about pop culture cystic ovaries. Now we're going to talk <laughs> about pop culture's endometrial implants. Okay. <laughs> Endometriosis. <laughs> Endometriosis. All right. Ooh. Which is actually you do hear about in pop culture a lot. From one person in particular, Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham, um, but controversial figure that yeah, she she's, is. Yeah,
3: she's. I didn't know much about Lena Dunham, to be honest, until recently. I started reading articles where people were like, "He's yucky."
1: I think the most common critique of her is that we are talking just about Roxanne Gay and how she is. Ha- Occupies many oppressed groups, but also names her own privilege. Mm-hmm. Lena names almost none of her privilege. <laughs> Zero
2: of her privilege.
1: Where she's like an extremely privileged person mm-hmm. in many ways. So yeah. anyway, but she does also have endometriosis apparently. Yeah. Um, so what is endometriosis? <laughs> and the reason it comes up is it's a common cause of pelvic pain. Yes. And pelvic pain is this really hard not to crack for medical professionals and it's really hard also of course more importantly for the people who deal with it day to day um but endometriosis is basically it's a simple definition it's just endometrial glands so basically the lining of your uterus um that occur outside of the uterine cavity what? so so
3: cells from within the uterus yeah uh, somehow get outside and populate yeah the rest of the abdomen
2: yes well, getting,
3: okay
2: well it's or questionable other of of if the, they get outside versus if they grow apparently outside oh okay as in like another tissue turns into right. endometrial oh. tissue it's very questionable yeah we, we don't actually don't really
1: know the leading the leading like hypothesis Have, is that it's reverse menstruation which
2: means that what you said it goes up out of the fallopian tubes into the abdomen implants Mm -hmm.
1: into the abdomen it can also implant in other places which I'll name later Um, including some cray cray places some very cray places
2: like think your brain oh my god or your nose yeah um that's right menstrual nose bleeds (laughs) or new band name I call it Uh, yeah. that's hilarious (laughs) that's our band that's our band
1: menstrual nosebleeds oh now we have to get a menstrual nosebleeds mug (laughs) we need to stop saying funny things uh okay and um sorry (laughs) but also yeah there's the idea that like they could come from stem cells in that place um something to know about these growths they're not cancer in the sense of the way we think about cancer, Which, so they're
2: benign, not yeah. malignant, so they don't... What should we say, like, exactly? So that means that the growth is not unregulated. Yeah. So right. the growth is still controlled and not, it's not malignant or it's not... Uncontrolled. Yeah. It's not Even, growing into other structures, it's growing on top of other structures. Right.
3: My understanding is that benign versus malignant, malignant the, the distinction is... I mean you can still be sick from a benign tumor yes, right. if it's in the mm-hmm. wrong place. Yes, right. But yes, but it doesn't grow unregulated such that it becomes yeah. it doesn't metastasize it And
1: doesn't correct. like we call it undifferentiate. Yeah. So basically become
3: Right.
2: So what that means is that all of these cells are endometrial cells. Yeah. They don't they don't become regress into something that's undifferentiated. They are always differentiated cells, aka yeah. endometrial cells. But
1: yeah, right. Um, we
3: define the shit out of that just now. Yeah,
2: I there's, mean, it's I mean, a, there's very a lot confusing of confusing
1: concept. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think society really like prepares us to fully grasp the idea of what mm-hmm. is cancer and what is a benign tumor and what is a malignant tumor right. and what's the difference and what is a tumor versus like what and is, like what is a tumor? Yeah, that's yeah. So, like important because like
2: technically like a pregnancy, like a baby, is a tumor, right. but like we, you know, no one thinks it's cancer. But anyway, a
1: neoplasm. Yeah. Versus, you know, so yeah, yeah these things are confusing they and are. basically it can cause dysmenorrhea. So painful periods.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Dysperunia. Good job. I have a really hard time with that word.
2: Everyone does. um Which is pain during
1: intercourse. Pain during intercourse. Usually deep penetration is uh, mm-hmm. the pain associated with endometriosis. Because mm. there are different... When you go to a doctor, for instance, if you have pain during and of course, they'll ask you, like, do you have pain with insert, insertion? Do you have pain with, like, deep penetration? So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, just chronic pain in general and infertility yep. are also associated with endometriosis. Um, So, like I said, they can, um, these, like, little endometrial glands can implant at different places. And um, the most common places are um, the ovaries, actually. Mm-hmm. And you get something called endometrioma. Uh We also call that a chocolate cyst.
2: Yeah, that's because.
3: They're delicious.
2: So, like, they basically form these big cysts on your ovaries. And if you, um, so certain people, like, need to have them removed or, like, excised due to pain or whatever other, or, like, infertility or whatever reason. And because, so, like, okay, an endometrial gland, going back to our episode on periods endometrial glands are the glands that proliferate and become really big and spongy and then shed when you have your period so basically it's a bunch of dead cells and blood that is coming out with your period so imagine that if you put that all into one like balloon and then it basically would look like old brown blood right yeah and glands so that's why it's called a chocolate cyst because it looks very dark brown and like the color of chocolate and because physicians are sick people and like to name everything after food and ruin food for everyone Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's what it is. And
1: there. then there's these areas in front of and behind a lady's uterus called the anterior and posterior cul-de-sac. Um, like there are the also suburbs. other names for them, uh, like the pouch of Douglas and I don't know the vaginal cul-de-sac and the and the cysto cysto vaginal cul de ves- yeah. vesiculovaginal. Yeah, there we go cul-de-sac. Um, but those are also places. But basically, that just means the space between the bladder and the vagina, and the bladder and the, um, or the vagina and the rectum. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, broad ligaments. So basically, everything around the uterus is where it yeah, can every structure it. around the uterus. Yeah, just think about all those places are the most common. Um, the colon, right next to the uterus. Um, appendix cervix
2: see that one is weird to me yeah because right like it would have to like come out of the cervical os like yeah out of the uterus i'm making hand motions that no one can see except for dave and corbin
3: i'm enjoying like
2: out of the uterus and then like basically like stick yeah to the suction cup to the cervix i don't know
1: bladder ureters the abdominal wall it can also go further away like breast pancreas liver gallbladder, Long. kidney, vertebrae, bone, nerves, brain, spleen, diaphragm,
2: so. Goodness. Yeah. You yeah, know, pretty much everywhere.
3: Are there other cells that do, I mean, so. I've so been, this is
2: why it's so weird, right? It's because it's not cancer, but it can go to all these places. So it's yeah. like
3: really weird. Well, I, I mean, I guess the reason I was asking, I hadn't made that connection, but the reason I was asking was because, you know, you said we don't know if it's, it's Endometrial cells escaping the uterus and implanting elsewhere. We don't, or if it's uh, stem cells that are turning into endometrial cells. Mm-hmm. But I've not not very experienced in these things. But I, I have not heard of, say, you know, a brain cell implanting in the or ending up in the uterus. Yeah. Or yeah, something like think. that.
2: Well, the other thing that okay, so. I don't know. I mean, I'm tra- there I'm trying are, like, like
1: hematomas, of... which are,
2: like... Yeah, but those come from the yeah, cells that are already there. The, yeah, they're So in here's the thing, place. like... Uh, I can't think of another cell. Oh, maybe, like, a goblet cell or something that secretes something. But I can't think of another cell that, when in an abnormal location, would cause a cause us to know it was there so like for okay so basically what i'm saying is like
3: so maybe this an endometrial the cell.
2: yeah so maybe it happens to a lot of different cells so an endometrial cell right it's like because of estrogen and progesterone it is an fsh and lh it is like growing and secreting growing and and um what's the word i'm looking for sloughing mm-hmm. um and, and that cell is going to do that because of that, because it, it is that that's cell. What it does. That's what it does. Yeah. It's going to do that no matter where it is. Whereas, like, I can't think of another cell. I mean, I'm sure there are, like, a goblet cell is probably a good example. Like, if, I guess if you had, like, a collection of goblet cells somewhere else. So, goblet cells secrete mucin, um, which is, like, a mucousy thing yeah. that's in your um, uh, your GI tract that basically helps lubricate and helps with digestion and things like that so i like if you had a big group of those somewhere outside then he would notice that i guess because you'd like have big pockets of mucus in random places sounds, I don't know.
3: sounds nice mm-hmm. okay
2: but not i mean to my yeah, knowledge i mean though, it's kind of i think pretty
1: remarkable in this sense yeah. of it doesn't really happen to other cells
2: yeah um, all that to say i'm pretty sure this is the only cell that i've heard of that does this okay except for like Things that are supposed to, like blood. Yeah. You know. And there are different um,
1: things associated with endometriosis, like n- never having had children. And we call that null Um, Exposure to estrogen. So, like, if you got in your period early or you had menopause late. Oh, this is also something. So there is evidence of like premenstrual females having endometrial implants. So that like goes against the against the reverse menstruation. Reverse menstruation. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um. Well, this is that's my other question. Is okay. So this is like. But would it matter though? Well, yeah. I mean, not for that theory, but it would for for like theory for like clinically because. Because the idea that you're having pain is like, we think linked to the fact that you're like having a period, right? So, like, your cycles are cycling. Right. But they're just saying, like, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got theory. you now.
1: Like, if you haven't menstruated, you know. Yes. Like I said, women have the heavy, I mean, pain is really kind of the yeah hallmark the symptom, really.
3: Common. So, how okay. how painful is it? I've
1: well, I think that's hard for me to say because I don't have endometriosis. Yeah. But... And
3: pain is different for different people. So this people. is yeah. a problem
2: with pain. I mean, this is like... And this is a problem with pelvic pain. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've said this lots of times. We need to do an episode on pain and like how women are treated for pain. Um, But basically, the way that we have to measure pain now sucks, right? So like we have the whole like one to ten. Like, ten is the worst pain you can imagine. One is, you know, nothing. And that's what we rely on. And obviously, that's different for everyone and... It's, I mean, it's just not a standardized way of looking at pain.
3: It's also an experiential, it also is affected by one's experience.
2: Right, and that's, yeah, exactly. Like, pain is personal for everyone. It, like, depends on your past experiences. It I've never on... had pain
3: before, and I stubbed my toe. That's the worst pain ever.
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: Like, for instance, I've never had, like, bad cramps with my menstrual period, as opposed to my other periods that I experienced. <laughs> But um
3: I think you mean menstrual period. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh
1: but uh when I got my IUD man if the cramp that I felt when I got my IUD is what people with like endometriosis the cramp that they feel I'd be like yeah that fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: the worst. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know either. Okay, but okay, to answer the question more broadly, it can be like endometriosis pain from what I've heard from patients can be like a 10 out of 10. I think I'm in labor kind of pain All right. yeah. or it can be like a three out of 10. This is really annoying, but like not really ruining my day kind of pain. Yeah. So it can kind of range everywhere. Yeah. And the pain can also happen when you're not having your period. Like it, the pain can happen anytime, right? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's pretty much by like by the definition, chronic pain, like it can occur anytime. It can come and go. It can, Get worse and better, it can all kinds of stuff. So yeah. Um, yeah, and it's okay, this is the thing, like it sucks. This disease sucks because we don't know anything about it. And Mm -hmm. so we don't know how to treat it. I mean, we like can kind of try, like we put people on OCPs, right? Sorry, oral contraceptive pills, like we put them on the pill. Um, because if we can prevent you from having a cycle or make it so that your cycles are less painful, then, you know, that's like how we're treating it. But we don't, since we don't know where it comes from, we don't know how to cure it and we and don't know I how mean, to get rid of it.
1: Some of the treatments do try to like basically suppress the cells hormonal so much that they essentially die yeah, or suppress them enough to like, for them to be more susceptible to regulation by OCPs. mm mm-hmm. Um, the only definitive way to diagnose endometriosis also is surgically. Yeah. So you have to actually like go into a belly, take a sample of the cells that you see. And we actually call the, yeah, the way it looks like gunpowder.
2: Yeah, it's called it, like a gunpowder burn.
1: Yeah. Because that's really what it looks like, actually.
2: It looks like if you like take, if you have like a cigarette burn on your skin. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's Inside like a little body. black.
1: Um... But there usually most people will have like a clinical diagnosis yeah.
2: because obviously we shouldn't be doing like unnecessary like laparoscopic right. surgeries just to like yeah. make a diagnosis, right? Um, but that's also a treatment. So yeah, you like can also treat it surgically. So you basically go in and you excise all of these pieces that you can see. The problem with this is that you can have so many that one, it's impossible to know if you got them all, and two, like if you have too many, like you could take too much tissue.
1: Yeah, or also like. I mean, you might not see it, and also you can just get, like, you know, they could be so microscopic that you can't see any, like, things right. that would eventually grow.
2: Yeah. Um, they use lasers,
3: I think, right? Yeah. Or well, you can use
2: Well, can yeah. use lasers, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You can also just...
2: You can, yeah, just take, like, a biopsy.
1: But, um, right. also they, I mean...
3: The sound of a biopsy.
1: Reimplantation. <laughs> <it> awesome. <laughs> no, that's the sound of ovulation. <laughs>
2: oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um... You know, re-implant later, so... Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, and then should we talk about adenomyosis, too? Sure. Does that kind of go... Why not? So adenomyosis... Knock yourself out. <laughs> is basically like... Um. Okay, so you have the outside of the uterus, and then the muscle layer of the uterus, and then the endometrial layer, right? So there's three layers. So adenomyosis is when there's endometrial cells in the middle of the muscle layer. Oh. So basically it's kind of like having these endometrial implants, but in the middle of the muscle layer of the uterus, which is also extremely painful and problematic. But yeah, that's just like another term that people talk about that I thought we should have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it can have, I mean, it has its uh, other kind of problems too, right? Like, yeah. Like they
1: usually have more like heavy bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. They also get painful periods, but their periods, painfulness is usually pretty much during, during their, their period, period. Yeah. confined to that time and like you said heavy bleeding um yeah they also have problems with infertility
2: yep but yeah
1: also yep. can only be diagnosed surgically yeah.
2: well that's uh, even harder right right you to, like take the uterus yeah so um
1: so like i said we talked about treatment you know people do ocps or contraceptive pills you could also use the like um progesterone only uh yeah anything that suppresses like yeah anything that yeah um the cycle and there are also more extreme measures like actually stopping the signals from your brain that cause your cycles so that's like for more severe cases
2: mm -hmm. and um so when she says stopping the signals from your brain so we um give you either injection or a like implant of a a hormone that suppresses so it's not like we're like taking away the part of your brain that no. stops oh, the yeah. signals yeah. like we're giving you the hormone that causes the feedback loop so yeah. we're taking away the thing that says make more of this mm.
1: if Yeah, that makes sense Um, which is I mean extreme because it's essentially like sending someone into menopause yeah. Yeah. for however amount of time you're doing that treatment mm-hmm. for which obviously is a problem for like young women because it can lead to like poor bone health right. and
2: cardiovascular health cardiovascular and,
1: health and-, and- so yeah. that's like a you know
2: yeah and to add to that point it's the same treatment we use for precocious puberty which is like puberty that's too early to be yeah. healthy so um yeah
1: so you know very few of these treatments are benign other than the of course ocps those mm-hmm. are fairly benign
2: depending uh, on pain risk factors yeah depending
1: on risk factors but um so it's kind of odd like i said earlier it's a tough nut to crack and it's really frustrating the other
2: thing too that's like super frustrating is we also don't have a really good like handle on how to treat pain right. which like on top of not being able to treat this disease it just makes it so hard to treat these patients because we don't have it's like okay we're not supposed to use opioids for like chronic pain right but like mm-hmm. this pain can be so intense and then like ibuprofen or like an anti-inflammatory like that helps but there's only so much you can give and so much pain control to offer so we're basically like stuck in this spot where like i mean there are some patients with endometriosis that are like frequent readmissions to the hospital because of pain control because like i when i was on my sub i like i had patients that were there for pain control and were on a pca which is, like, pretty intense in the medical world. Like, it's a patient-controlled anesthesia. It's a button that you push. Like, a lot of people know, like, if after a surgery, like, you, yeah. you get the thing with the IV and you push a button every time you need, like, a little bit extra. It's so like, we've had people on PCA pumps in the hospital because of endometriosis, and, like, you know, that's, like, intense mm-hmm. pain therapy. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we don't really know. And I think part of it comes from, like, not knowing what causes the pain, right? Because, like, people can have pelvic pain without having... And we, like, go in and look, and there's no evidence of endometriosis, yeah. right? Like, there's no visual evidence. So, like, it's, it's a problem of, like, how do you treat pelvic pain? What is pelvic pain? What causes pelvic yeah. pain? What's the mechanism? Like, we don't know how to treat it because we don't know what it is. And so this is, I think this will be, like, a huge part of our careers. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully we'll figure it out. I guess we should say, like, if you are having pelvic pain, even though I just told you that we don't know what it is and we don't know what to do with it, we at least have, like, a little bit of an idea of yeah. what to do.
1: And there are places
2: that are, like, pelvic pay, you know, yeah.
1: people that are pelvic pain experts. And
2: and actually, I should put this out there. So there's something I've been really impressed by, is, and that's by like, when I've been at different residency programs, people are starting to have, like, sexual health clinics. So, like, people have, like, sex therapists and pelvic floor physical therapists yeah. that are there to, like, help make if you have pelvic pain, if you have trigger points, if you have like pelvic floor problems, they're there to help make your pelvic floor stronger or relaxed or get rid of your pressure points. Like they're there to make it better. And so you can have like an enjoyable sex life or whatever, you know, it's, I don't know. It's I just like really like that medicine is going that way and that we're actually listening to our patients about that.
3: You know, there's one treatment that I keep hearing about for chronic pain, which is mindfulness. Yeah. And I don't really understand how that's supposed to work, do you guys know anything well, about that?:
1: I mean, I think for all pain, pain is an experience, mm-hmm. so definitionally, there must be a psychological component to pain. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is getting of mindfulness is learning to cope with pain, and um...
3: yeah, if you have pain that you can't get rid of, yeah, and mm-hmm. there are you know there's many kinds of pain like that and the the thing to do is to as far as i can tell from from what i've read about mindfulness the thing to do is to sort of acknowledge that pain yeah um but beyond that i'm not really sure what well i'm not really sure either
1: i i'm not really sure of the details as well i guess but um also i mean when you hear about there is a cycle of like chronic pain Mm -hmm. and it's like i mean i think just think about how you would feel if you were in pain all the time and how it becomes like a very self-defeating cycle (laughs) because you start to feel hopeless and like so i think mindfulness tries to get at that
3: and 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 even low level long-term pain is exhausting yeah yeah yes um so i guess if you can get at that part of it the exhausting like my god i've been in pain for a long time yeah this is horrible if you can change that perception in some way that's probably a good idea
2: yeah and i would say that like at least at iowa where corbin and i are like i would say the people who deal with these patients do encourage them to like look at alternative um like, therapy, so, like, mm-hmm. mindfulness, and, um, you know, like, having a good therapist, and doing things that, like, relax you, and, like, making sure that, like, your mental health is very well taken care of also, and, you know, I've, like, had people who recommend, you know, like, massage or acupuncture, things like that, that aren't really, like, in our wheelhouse as physicians, but, like, can help you deal with chronic pain, even if it's not getting rid of the pain, so, yeah. I don't know, I would encourage people to, like, carefully examine other options yeah
3: and in the meantime y'all work on the yeah the medical part of pain
2: (sighs) we'll try i don't know see
3: what you can do about that get cracking
2: yep we will god
3: such slackers
2: i know we're slackers yeah so we have a giveaway yeah, for a couple more weeks now.
3: Yep. So you can uh, you can send us an email to the short. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rock podcast. Could s-
3: <laughs> <laughs> you can send us an email to uh, the Vagabonds Podcast at gmail.com with some sort of question or comment or or
2: an idea expression for an episode. of love
3: idea for an episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you can uh make a comment on some social media property that we uh that we hang on to. For no other reason.
2: Share it. And you can. You uh, can. Review us on iTunes. Yes. Review us on iTunes.
3: Apple Podcasts. iTunes. Apple Podcasts.
2: We're going to be OGs. Um,
3: And um oh, and yeah, we'll put if, your if, name in a hat. Yeah, we'll put your name in a hat. We'll uh, we'll send you a nice mug from the uh, vagabonds.com slash store. Yeah. Go so check those out. Yeah. Um and you can find us on
1: all the social medias, which we won't
2: belabor. <laughs>
1: belabor.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Just once. search for the Vagabond. You know what? Come to our website.
2: Yeah, yeah they're it's all, all there. there. They're linked in every show notes.
3: The vagabonds.com. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, uh, but yeah, so we'll talk to you guys later.
3: Later dogs.
2: Right.